everyone. We are continuing in today's Mishnah Yomi. Shabbos is Mishnah Yomi, which is Peya Perek Dalid Mishnayis Vav through Zayin. Mishnah Vav, Mishnah 6 says as follows. Obi Kochavim Shekatsar Sadehu, the Acher Kachnis Gayur. An interesting case. If you have a non Jew who harvested his field, and after harvesting his field, he converted, what's the halacha? Patra min halaket peya. He is exempt from leket. Leket is the halacha that if you're harvesting your grain and you drop a stalk, you have to leave it there. Shechacha is if you leave behind a bundle, you have to leave it for the poor. And peya, of course, is leaving the corner of the field. So the truth is, this is not really a chiddish because what the Mishnah single bears is as follows. All of these obligations, these tithing obligations, or we'll call it tzedakah obligations as they apply to grain, are all situations, are, are pretty much all incurred at the time of harvest. So in this case over here, when the farmer was not Jewish at the time of the harvesting, pretty much the crop will be exempt from all of these obligations. Rabbi Huda disagrees, and he says that so in this case, the grain will be which is the halacha that if you forget a bundle, you have to go ahead and leave it for the poor. And the reason he says it is because the obligation for shechacha really only comes about at the time that the grain is piled. And since again, by the time the grain is piled up, ultimately the individual is Jewish, Therefore, Allah Chalamaisi is Chayev in Shechacha. Now, interestingly enough, the Bartanura says, Vein Halacha Kurabi Huda. The Allah doesn't follow Rabbi Huda. And therefore, again, and therefore, again, Allah Chalamaisa, we pass like the first opinion in the Mishnah, namely that all of the obligations, Leket, Shechacha, and Peah, are all incurred or are really all come about at the time of harvest. Therefore, if the farmer is not Jewish at the time of harvest, none of these obligations apply. Mishnah Zayin. Hiktish Kama Upada Kama Chayv. An interesting case. What happens if I'm a farmer and I have a grain field and while my grain is still standing, I go ahead and... I go ahead and I consecrate my field. Meaning, I go ahead and I give it over to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, I consecrate the field when the grain is standing and attached. That's what Kama means. Kama means... Kama means that uh, that the grain is still standing. So I consecrate when the grain is still standing. Upada kama, and I subsequently redeem it from the base hamikdash before any harvest has taken has taken place. Chayiv. Then obviously now I harvested it and still standing grain. What? Excuse me. I redeemed it and it's still standing grain. When I harvest it, I will be chayiv obligated in leket shechecha and peya. Amorin upada amorin. Similarly, again, let's say I harvested my grain and I put it into bundles and then I consecrated everything and then I subsequently redeemed it while it is still in bundles. Chayiv. In this case, again, the, the, the grain will be subject to leket and shechacha and peya. And the logic here is very simple because at the time of harvesting, remember again, it was my grain. Therefore, the obligations of leket, shechacha and peya were incurred. The fact that I subsequently consecrated it, and then redeemed it, doesn't take away the obligation. Incredible. What about Kama Upada Amarin? Listen to the following case. So let's say I go ahead and I consecrate my grain while it was Kama, still standing attached to the ground. So I consecrate it, goes over to the base Amikdash. And then what happens? Subsequently, subsequently, the base Amikdash, they harvested the grain. I now, and they bundled it. I now redeemed the grain when it's bundles. Ptura, 
Ultimately, the grain is the grain is pata from lachet shechachan peya. Why? Shebeshas chovaso haisapetura. Interestingly enough, because the Mishnah explains at the time when the obligation was incurred, at the time the obligation was incurred, ultimately again it was potter. Now, interestingly enough, there's a very interesting idea over here to contemplate, which is as follows. You see, in this unique case, what's unfolding over here is 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 the following. In this case, I went ahead and I gave it over to the base Hamikdash at the time that it was standing grain. Okay, the base Hamikdash, we'll call it the you know the, well, I'm using, referring to the base Hamikdash, harvested the grain, bundled the grain. Now I redeem it from the base Hamikdash and I redeem it and it's in its bundled form. So the Mishnah says in this case, Petura, the produce is exempt from Leket, Shechacha, and Peya. And the reason for that is as follows, because remember, the, the theme over here is the same. The obligation for Leket, Shechacha, and Peya devolves upon the grain at the time of harvest. See, there's an important halacha to know over here, which is grain that is owned by the base Hamikdash is exempt from any tithing or charitable obligations, which makes sense. Like at Shichicha and Peah, which are all forms of charity, all forms of tithing, ultimately, again, are only, are only applicable to privately owned grain. But anything owned by the Beis HaMikdash is exempt from all of these items. Therefore, the Mishnah says over here that essentially, if the Beis HaMikdash went ahead and harvested the grain, and then I redeemed it from this, so therefore, again, at the time of harvest, it belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, Therefore, it is not subject to Leket, Shechacha, and Peya. Incredible. We will stop over here for today. Wishing everyone a good Tavach. And we will continue our stream tomorrow with Mishnah, Yitzchas, and Tess.